Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Razzie's Football Show. We have Bab from USA, Washington, D.C. And we have Kevin from North London. How you doing, guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, good. Good, good, so, good. Yeah, you guys enjoying the international break? Yeah, yeah. Not particularly. Yeah, but yeah, obviously, <laughs> we prefer the Premier League. Um, but yeah, something different. Yeah, I mean, the Premier League has, you know, obviously, as we know, it's pretty much a done deal now anyway. So it's it's been a nice little break for me to just watch a bit of international football, see what what's going to happen really with the international side, who's picking who. Oh, yeah. um, but first of all, I want to quickly touch on this and we'll probably elaborate on it um, as we go along. Um, yeah, just... Yeah, what I was going to mention is that uh, it was breaking news today, just uh, about an hour ago, that Sergio Aguero uh, is leaving Man City. Told you so. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, Bab, Bab said this a, a couple of, about a month ago, right? Something like that, yeah. I mean, honestly, I've known it for quite a while. I mean... If I'm honest with you, it's probably the right time for him to leave because, look, he's won a lot of tri trophies. He's probably going to win a few this season as well. He's best leaving on a high, you know, and obviously with all the injury problems he's had anyway, um, I think it's fair for him to just call it a David Man City. Premiership, as we know, is a tough league. Takes its toll, as you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's... He's had his first shares of injuries, man. Every season, he's pretty much out for at least a quarter of it. I mean, it's a, it's remarkable how he scores a lot of goals. And let's give him credit, man. The guy's an absolute baller when he, he scores goals, he creates goals. He's a machine, you know? And I think he's got 247 goals for Man City. Something something insane like that, yeah. yeah so 257, a, I think. 257, yeah. I mean, it's a great feat, you know? I mean, he's 80 ahead or something from the person that's second, 177, I think it is. So, yeah, remarkable feat. And I think, Bav, you said it, mate. I said it, I'll let Kevin talk. Yeah, no, it's, um, no, yeah, it's Bav told us. He was, none of us are surprised he's getting to that age now. Um, yeah, but what a legend, what, what, what a great player. So, Bav, um, from what you know, do, do you know where he's going next? Any, any info on that? I, I think he's probably going to end up at Barcelona. Um, because obviously, let's think logically, Juan Laporta has been re-elected as the Barcelona president, right? He's going to pull out all the stops to keep Messi around. Messi would love his one of his close friends, Aguero, to obviously play with him. Barca does have a need for that position. You can't rely on Martin Braithwaite. I mean, that still boils my blood to hear about a team like Barca signing a player like that. <laughs> um, the only other option could be Juventus because they're in need of a striker. I, I think the pace in Serie A would suit Aguero pretty well, but it, I, I think 95% of me is saying Barcelona. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, Messi and Aguero, they're always, I think... It's something that was 
brewing in the background for many years, you know, and it was always a matter of time whether Messi went to Man City or Aguero went to Barca. So I think, um, yeah, it will be good. It will be exciting for Barcelona if they got him. I think that might make make them a little bit more stronger up front. You know, I mean, that's pretty much like a, a replacement for Suarez, which was a big miss for him this season at some point. Yeah, and, and it, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling, right? You, you're literally replacing Suarez with a Suarez-type calibre player. And age-wise, it's a two-year difference, right? Yeah. If anything, Suarez doesn't have the injury history like Aguero does. But again, you've got to remember, and I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago, that a lot of these players in these warmer climates don't have a vast history as they do compared to playing in like Premier League or Scandinavia, for example, where the weather plays its toll. Yeah. And when, and when you're hitting the 30s, that recuperation time in warmer weather is going to accelerate. Exactly. You, know, you getting back to full fitness. Yeah, I mean... and. From what I find, I mean, it looks like Messi could be staying, you know, uh, beyond his tenure at Barcelona. And if he does, I think, again, Laporta is going to be massive, massive, um, you know, pull power. And he's going to have to... Yeah, I I don't see uh, Messi leaving Barca for Man City anymore. I think that's done now with this news that we got a little while ago. Yeah, absolutely. What do you guys think about the timing? Because it's a bit unusual for... um them to announce it now but I guess the league's will be wrapped up where hasn't played a massive part this season for Man City so it doesn't really matter but yeah it's just interesting that they've chosen to announce it now maybe that's where his agent wanted to get out now so that he could start negotiations early with, with whoever but um, yeah, it seems a bit, um, a bit early to make that announcement yeah I, I think He's going to be a luxury uh, player for the Champions League, right? I think that is what they want. Um, League Cup, Aguero's got a history of scoring goals in the League Cup final. I think they'll beat Spurs in a few weeks. League is done. FA Cup, they have a chance. Um, I don't know about the quadruple, but but then again, with also other news about another striker, uh, Lewandowski's out. And I know we're going to talk about the international games later on, but he's out against England. So, would that impact him in the Champions League, potentially? Is it a long-term injury? We don't know. Yeah. But if Lewandowski's out, that increases Man City's chances. I mean, Man City are the favourites, according to the bookies. But, again, I'm looking at the bookies over here. I don't know what you guys are seeing over there. I mean, yeah, Man City are the favourites. But I think you can't rule out the likes of Bayern either. So, um, you know, you've got Bayern, PSG. They're all still there. So, you know... We, we mentioned Juventus as well, but they they got knocked out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Personally, I, I see Bayern winning it again. Um, but, hey, Man City can pull it off. It will be a great achievement for Pep, finally hitting it. <laughs> but yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong, those two would play each other, right, in the semis? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, so, we're, we're not really going to get the dream final that we've won as fans. Yeah, but either way, semi or a final is still going to be exciting either way. Semi-finals, I believe it's only one game, right? Or is it two? No, I think it's still two. They haven't changed nothing as far as that goes. They'll still probably be at neutral venues, which is, you know, almost pointless in my opinion. Oh, don't get me started, Bav. Don't get me started. But yeah, um, either way, I think some of the clubs are going to be bringing in some fans now. So hopefully that could be a little bit yeah. better. 
So, Kevin, you, you, you know, back in the day, right, when Arsenal did the statue of Burkamp and Henri, right? This is yeah. Burkamp and Henri, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Burkamp, Henri, Adams. Um, yeah. So, City's chairman was saying that they've got one already in the pipeline for David Silva. I think they said Vincent Company. Vincent Company as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're going to do one for Sergio Aguero. So, with all that statue talk, do you see Aguero playing for another Premier League team, Kev? Don't actually no. Um, I, you know what? I don't know who would who, who really needs him from what I've seen this season, or who would be willing to take that gamble. Um, it's a gamble worth taking, but yeah, I, I, I think it might. Listen, I can't see him going to another yeah. Premiership club, to be honest. I'll put my hands up on this now, right? If Liverpool were to sign Aguero, I'll be over the moon. You know, because let me tell you something, even at 32, he's still got a good couple of years left. And I think he can still do a job. He might not be paying 90 minutes, but if he plays 60, that's still good enough. I mean, he can score goals in no time anyway. As you know, he's come on and scored in a matter of minutes in several games. So I'll be excited to have him, but I think the writing's on the card already, mate. He's going Barcelona. It's a done deal. Yeah, I think, yes, if, if you were to go to Liverpool or something like that, I think it would be a bit like Shakiri or something like that, someone. I don't think it would be a, a massive, you wouldn't expect him to be a massive part of um, the first team, but coming off the bench, um, if you manage him right with his injuries, yeah, he can be a very useful player. Yeah, I mean, the other possibility is, it's a slim possibility, would he go back to Atletico Madrid? Torres did it. Yeah, because he's definitely not going to Real Madrid. That's that's not happening. There's no way that you can be a player that played for Atletico, linked to Barca, to then end up playing at Real Madrid. That's just I've not heard that. I don't think Real really need him. I mean, then they still got a great striker, Karim Benzema. They're looking for a future prospect, not a now prospect. So yeah, that would that wouldn't even work. I don't think Zidane would entertain that one, but. You know, another Premiership team, and I'm going to bring this up on you guys. I mean, Arsenal could do with someone like Aguero. Yeah, I mean, what what what, what sort of wages do you think he's commanding? Um, he, he's on about two fifty right now. So. Yeah, so you're looking at around that sort of figure. Let's be honest. Yeah. And we're paying that to Aubameyang. Yeah, look at our return on investment. It's well, that's the thing. Say, if, I, I don't think Real Madrid would would go for me either because they're trying to trim that wage bill so that they can get in. Yeah. bigger player like Mbappe. Yeah. It's funny, I was listening to something earlier and they were talking about Raheem Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne's contracts up in a season or two mm. and they're talking about renewing these guys and they said Kevin De Bruyne is not as important to Man City as everyone makes them out to be. What do you guys think about that? I, I mean, they've shown that without KDB in the team, they've still been able to win, right? Yeah. yeah and win effectively. For me, the most team now um, when when fit. Um, I know they haven't missed him recently, but I think if you give it a whole season or something like that, they will definitely feel the impact. You say that, um, but I think for me, the most important person in Man City is the manager, because the the system that he has installed in the club is what makes that team work. 
Um, we saw it with Barcelona. He, he, it was all about positions more than the actual player, and that's how it, that's how he does it. He, he works in grids. Five-a-side mentality, right? In yeah. eleven-a-side football. Yeah, exactly. And it was just constant. I mean, I watched an analysis a um, couple of weeks back of a game they played, and every time that Man City lost the ball, it was just they were top-heavy, mate. To be honest, they were just you know defending from the front. Pretty much like what Liverpool did with the you know, pressing. pressing, but for them it was just like if a player was out of position, another guy would just automatically slot into that position. It's pretty much like that person's not there. It doesn't matter. We'll just put someone else there, and it will still work. Phil Foden can come and fill a role. Gundogan has been doing a job um, really, really well, to be honest. And it just the list goes on and on and on. You know, if Sterling's not there, it's not a problem. There's someone else there. And now you've seen their full-backs are pretty much filling the void of anyone that's not, you know, forward as well. They, they're pretty much hands-on with the work that they put in. So, I do, think... Do, do you guys remember... Helps, doesn't it, when you can spend, like, £50 million on a full-back, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> luxuries, right, Kevin? Luxuries, yeah. <laughs> luxuries that we can only dream of. Like you guys, we buy £75 million centre-backs. That is interesting. Yeah, but you guys are... Yeah, you got no money no more. We've got LeBron James. And then you guys got a reality check. You, who, who, that guy from Preston, you paid £2 million for him. That was... Uh, don't, but come on, man. That's just going to wind me up, isn't it? That's the whole point. Like <laughs> I some water after that combo. But yeah, let's, let's move swiftly on to the international football. No, no, hold on. Before we talk about international football, think Guardiola's three teams that he's managed, right? Barca, Bayern, Man City and all very different styles of football yeah and even with this Man City team it's almost like it's two or three different teams yeah you know a couple of seasons back they could go out and wallop teams 5-6-7-0 and win now it's all about as you were saying sort of the art of defending right they're just toughened up and getting the 1-0s and obviously Ruben Diaz has been a pretty big factor Rodri's looked solid he looked very shaky when he came to the Premier League yeah remember Kevin how when you know, RIP uh, Jose Antonio Reyes came to the Premier League. He looked terrible for a season and then, boom, he just lifted off. Yeah. But I still think that he's still got the same style of football everywhere. He's, I mean, Man City... Uh, but, uh, Man City reminds me of the Barca of 2009 and 2010, where they they played a football, but it was almost... It's, it's very... Um, Easy on the eye, stylish football, pass, pass, pass and go. Um, and I think that's pretty much right now. We're seeing it right now. You know, yeah, they can get a 1-0 when they need to dig in, but they can get 4 5 nils when, you know, they turn yeah. it on. If, yeah, if I mean, we, touch, yeah. we touch on it every week as well, the fact that Jesus isn't on that Aguero level, you know. Um, no, not at all. And, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why they're playing this sort of more defensive approach, maybe, because they know they haven't got that player that can score 25, 30 goals a season. The decline of Aguero means they've got to sort of manage games a little bit better, but maybe they go and splash a bit of cash, which they probably will do then. You remember last week, uh, after this, right? You know, obviously there wasn't much transfer talk or speculation. I I think I texted Kevin, or maybe I did it on a little chat. Danny Ings to Man City. (laughs) And I've got a theory here. I I think they're going to pull the trigger. Raz is laughing, but... They're going to get him for that one season. Fill in 
and then they'll buy Haaland on the cheap the following year for 75 million or whatever it is. And by doing that, they're saving themselves about 100 million this year and they may use that money to go and reinforce two or three other positions in the team. I think, they, I think their squad is decent, but I think they could do with a few more additions. I think the, the additions they need is a striker. That's, that's yeah. all they need, right? And maybe a, another like, centre-back. But to be honest, that theory of yours, that's a big risk, right? And I'm smiling because if that does happen, I've got my hands here because Liverpool win the title. Well, if that happens, I need to be a football agent. I mean, that would be like, well, you know what? Everyone will go for it. I mean, Chelsea looks strong, so that's going to be the other issue. But you know what? Speaking of Chelsea, the, the talk has been circulating the last few days that they're going to offer Timo Werner to Dortmund and just say, here's like 120 mil, let's get the deal done. You guys heard about that? No, what, Dortmund to pay 120 mil? No, Chelsea to pay Dortmund 120 mil. No, 120 mil for Haaland and give Timo Werner as part of the deal. Oh, as a as a package. Right. Yeah. If that happens, which I doubt, but if that happens... Chelsea's a contender straight away. Chelsea's a contender straight away, but let's not, like, let's not get it twisted, yeah? As great as Haaland is, the Premiership is a different kettle of fish to German football. Not everyone can make it. You saw with the likes of Gnabry, right? He came to Arsenal. He couldn't even get into the West Brom team. And now look at him. One of the best attackers in the world. I mean, I saw him against Germany. He was awesome. So, it's not a, as simple as it sounds. Oh, yeah, Haaland comes. Chelsea wins the league. No, well, I tell you who does financially be better off. That's Dortmund. Cause they could do it 120 million, right? Dortmund's like the modern-day Arsenal. Really, they just buy they players, the plug them in, sell them on. But they keep, they recycle. Yeah, they keep going on. They keep bringing in new players. Every their academy is also. I mean, Sancho's going as well. So they're gonna keep going on, mate. That's the way that club works, and their system and their model is great. I love it. I mean, they were talking about it on the on the radio the other day. It's a really good model to have. I mean, if other teams can emulate that, which some of the German teams do we wouldn't have the financial issues some of these clubs have had in the Premiership. I mean, they don't even mind they, losing players. Yeah, even that guy that they got, uh, Bellingham, and I saw him for England the other day, and I was like, pretty impressed. Like, He's got techers, right? Yeah, really. His first I mean, touch is like the way he He's played. only 17. You've you seen him, right, Kev? Yeah. Yeah, he's very back to like your Yaya Torres and Vieira, isn't he? Um, yeah. yeah. He's got pace to burn. But yeah, let's move on to the England talk, guys. Um, so what I wanted to ask you guys, right? You see this England team and, and Southgate and the way he's building the team right now. What's your thoughts on it? You know, do you do you like what you see from England right now, or would you like to see some of the players that have missed out? What's your yeah, thoughts? it's not an easy job, I have to say, um, for Gareth Southgate because um, it just seems like. <laughs> He's got a lot of promising attacking players coming through and he's only going to have room for a certain amount of them when it's tournament time. Um, like the likes of Grealish, Foden, Saka, um, the list goes on. Oxlade-Chamberlain, will he get back in? Um, Lingard. Yeah. He's stepping up to the plate again, isn't he? 
Yeah, he um, did miss a few though. Not, he missed a lot of chances. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a selection headache for him, but it's a good, it's a good headache to have, I guess, because you want all these players in form. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, that the selection, you know, the the problems he has, that's fine, but he has to create the right balance, and I mm. think that we still, we know Harry Kane is already. Our, you know, top man, yeah? we got yeah. Harry Kane as the guy who penciled in. I would like to see, as a goalkeeper for England, I would like to see Nick Pope cement that spot, make him the number one and not pick You know what the problem is with Nick Pope? Unless, I, I can see where we're going. We're, we're about to put our England 11s together. But <laughs> <laughs> Nick Pope, distribution's a problem. I think Pickford's not much better, but I think the England goalie is suspect, personally. Yeah. And Kevin said this on one of the very first podcasts. He said, Man United with Harry Maguire can't win a title. England with Harry Maguire and John Stones, even though John Stones has done pretty well lately, I, I think the goalie and centre-back are the weaknesses in the England team. 100% agree with and, 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 and the backup central defender is what? Tyrone Mings, perhaps? But then they're not going to have two left-footed uh, centre-backs play, obviously, together, right? Yeah. It, in terms of balance. I'd probably play Mings and Stones together, personally. And then the other option is Eric Dier from Tottenham, and, and he's been terrible lately. So I think he could be in there as a filler player, but that's my thoughts. I think, as you said, up front, everyone looks solid, and he's got a lot of options. But He's got a lot of options. I would, I would love to see... You know, and I personally think Jack Grealish should be an England player, full stop. He just brings that extra little bit of flair, so to speak, that we don't have. We lack that in English football in general anyway. Um, we've got Sterling, he's got pace and power. Um, Foden, same, he's got, he's got a lot of skills. You know, we've got Sancho still to come back. Bellingham, but... He needs to balance that all together. Mason Mount looked really good. Mason Mount, I'm 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 getting impressed the more and more I see this guy play. He really reminds me of Frank Lampard. Yeah, he, uh, that's his son, right? Yeah, adopted son. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, but you know who impressed me a lot as well? Ward Prowse. I, I think he's an awesome player. He's been amazing for Southampton for many years now, and I, I would love to see him. A fixture. I mean, for me, he's got to be there, man. He's just his dead balls. In the team or in the squad? I think he should be in the team, first team. I really do. <laughs> I'm not sure if he starts for me. I'm not sure, but you're right. He is probably our best. Free kicks. He's awesome. Let's just. We need that. He can whip a ball in. What's happened there? Hello.
Sorry guys, just having some technical issues here. For some reason, we are not functioning right now. On this note, we'll be back right after the break. Thank you guys, we're back now from our technical difficulties. Sorry guys, I don't know what happened there. British internet, Bav. Yeah, I, I was saying actually, I said, you, you, it's one of you two always got an issue. Yeah, I'm on Virgin now. I'm on Virgin, Virgin. that's the thing. Virgin's playing up in this area, so God knows. But anyway, yeah, you guys were talking about San Marino in England. Continue. Yeah, so, so basically... Kevin and I, while we had the difficulties, whether it was recording or not, we, we won't know. But we were just talking about some of the fringe players that might, you know, if they hit form, make it a chance. Kevin was saying Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, I don't know who else is potentially a fringe player for England. Raz, do you know anyone? Up in English, that's, don't they, Liverpool? Yeah. I think, is it, Curtis, is it Curtis Jones English or Welsh? He might be Welsh. Is he Welsh? Cause that's what I was thinking as well. That Curtis Jones definitely should be a looking, no? But we'll have to look into that one. As far as I know, I mean, I, I I checked it out quickly the other day. I'm sure I saw him play for the England under under 19s or something. Mm. Bav will be able to let us know. He's the football guru here. <laughs> Someone has to be right. But who would partner up front with Kane? I mean, Kane, surely he's... Yeah, Curtis Jones is English. Kevin and I were just talking about this. I mean, I, I don't think... I think Kane's going to play solo and Calvert-Lewin, as he said, would be the backup. Yeah, I mean... But... Probably Sancho and Rashford either side of him. So what you're saying is that England should go for a 4-3-3? Or... I'm not saying that, but it appears that they're playing that type of formation. Right, Kev? Yeah. From what, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the game, Raz, but yeah, it looked like yeah. Sterling and Kane was sort of like the furthest forward. Yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, I think Declan Rice should play that kind of holding role. Yeah, definitely. It's not up for debate because Henderson's not, I don't think Henderson's going to make it. Um, and who else can play holding midfielder out of those? But I think that's the one other position that England might be He's struggling a for. player, I mean, who was in the England setup as a regular fixture, but it has not been for a, a season or so now, um, Eric Dyer. He was, no, no, they've been playing him as centre-back. Right, he, Kevin? Didn't Southgate play him at centre-back for a little while? He played him as yeah. centre-back. He played him in a holding role at one point. But right now, he's not got a look in, which I'm, I'm a bit surprised, to be honest. Yeah. All right, so you guys think England are contenders for the Euros? or If they get it right, yeah, I, I don't see why not. Sorry, for me, there's four teams that are way better than England. I was just going to say that I'd probably put them about fourth or fifth. I'll put them fifth, but I mean... Belgium and France are light years ahead of everybody right now. In Just in terms of talent that they have, right? Yeah. Um, Italy, the Italian team is very under the radar. You know, they're always good at tournaments. That team has been playing together for the past couple of years. They've got Mancini. Mancini likes to keep generally eight or nine of the ten players that are the same. And then the other team, don't underestimate them, the Germans. Gee, Germans, them guys. I tell you what, awesome. E even Spain 
Spain, but Spain does, just doesn't have the talent like they've had over the past 12, 14 years. You just, yeah. there is some talented players there. Their time will come maybe in four years or eight years. Yeah. And uh, Netherlands with Frank de Boer in charge, forget it, man. <laughs> the Mets will not go. Yeah, yeah but I think, I think their goalkeeper, was it Tim Tim Cool? He, he's still in goal for them, isn't he? Yeah, Tim <laughs> what, Netherlands? Yeah. Yeah. God knows, man. Where is that guy? Where is he playing these days? Not new. He's in the championship with um... Norwich. 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 Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think you guys may want to tamper your expectations for England. Well, we've got to live in hope, hey. I, I, I don't see beyond um, France or Germany, if I'm honest with you. I don't even see Belgium as the contenders. I mean, they got some great players, but. When it comes to these tournaments, you know what the Belgians do. They just falter away. No, but had they beaten France, they'd probably be world champions right now. Yeah, this is why they're better Belgian teams, though, isn't it? Um, I don't think they've ever had a team with this much talent. In. They've got Lukaku up front, bro. I mean, you guys can say what you want about Lukaku. He, he gets it done on the international stage. I mean, his goal record is insane. Yeah, true. And he has turned up in tournaments before. Yep. Yeah, I remember him bullying Brazil a couple of years back. Yeah, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne, they got Martinez as a manager. I'm just not sure about him as a coach. We could say the same thing about Gareth Southgate, right? If you look at both these guys, Martinez and Southgate, they were not managing any superior clubs. They were managing average clubs. Yeah. Middlesbrough and Everton, respectively. Yeah. So you're still going with France. Who's who's the team that you're going for, Ben? I can't see anyone stopping the French. To be honest, I just I just don't. What about you, so Kev? I'll stick with France. Yeah, yeah. If I was a betting man, I would I'd probably bet on France. I think I have to agree with both of you. To be honest, I'm just I was just having a little. Back a moment there, just thinking about the team, and they have you seen their defense? Insane, insane. And then forget that. Then you see up front, Griezmann and Mbappe. Then the midfield they got Paul Pogba. Oh, I can go on. I mean, the, the some of the names are going to come out of our tongues. We're going to be like, wow, they got him. They got him. It's, they're just too strong, and they got a right balance as well. Is Deschamps still their manager? Yep. Yeah, I don't if, see if, if Deschamps was not there, I'm telling you, carrying Benzema would be in that team. So imagine if they had Benzema and Mbappe up front. Oh my god, dangerous, isn't it? But it just depends what France turns up. We did see them a few years back where they didn't perform. So you just don't know with France. Yeah. Germany will be there or thereabouts anyway. We know that. And Joachim Lowe, he would love to just do it for the last time. Yeah, and to shut all the naysayers up, right? Because he had a lot of heat. Yeah. And on France, do, do you think Lacazette, you think he can get in that squad in time? If he gets that run of the last quarter of this season and he puts the ball in the back of the net, yeah, I think Lacazette has a chance. Because I think for me, Mbappe Griezmann is done, right? Yeah. yeah. And maybe Giroud will probably make it because he be. likes that type of player. And then maybe Lacazette will make it in. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, 
it's it's gonna be a it will be nice to watch a, a tournament after a long time anyway. So uh, we we were supposed to have it last year, right? Correct. So a year later, let's just get it done, man. Yeah. Let's get it done. But yeah, it's it's been it's just watching the qualifiers as well. It's just been enjoyable. Kevin, your thoughts? On? Your thoughts on Arsenal? On Arsenal? Um, I think we got you guys next, don't we? Arsenal-Liverpool. Yeah, on Sunday. I'll I'll bring it up because it's going to... It looks like it's going to be a cracker, mate. Yeah. It's going to be a a bad podcast for you next week, Raz. You buy that off the 7th. You, you guys are going to get all the smoke. I, I, personally, I, I think, you know what, it's going to be one of them, everyone's come back after the international break. It's going to be one of them nil-nils or, or just a, just a, it's going to be a nip and tuck type of game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I fancy us to maybe nick, nick something. Um, usually I would be a bit negative playing... As I was saying, um, Lacazette, um, yeah, I think he's got a good case for getting the team with this recent form. If he can keep it up. Um, I know I haven't been his biggest fan, but you have to say he should be pushing to get in that squad, maybe ahead of Giroud, although Giroud does give France that plan B, that that long ball um, combination with Griezmann and Mbappe. But yeah, I, I think that is it. If he keeps it up and fires Arsenal um, higher up the table, he fires Arsenal to the UAP, he have a shot to get in there. See, the only thing I have a problem with Lacazette is, I mean, the thing is, Babs touched on it a little while back. Um, he's a very inconsistent player, so he'll do it for two, three games. But then... You know, obviously, now that we've had the international break, is he going to come back with that same form and continue where he left off? I don't know. I, I don't think he can, if I'm honest with you. I don't think he's that kind of player. He needs momentum. And this has distracted it now. And I think he'll need a few games to get back into that momentum. No, but the good thing about tournaments is you gain momentum as you go along, right? The tournament is two, three weeks, generally speaking. Well, three weeks, right, on average? Yeah, but to get into the France team, he needs the premiership run. And if he's not doing it right now again so we've had a break yeah. he comes back and he's not doing it he's not he's not going to get in Dejong's not going to take him is he well I think by default if Aubameyang doesn't step his form up in any way or form then it, it's Lacazette's going to play anyway so good thing about Lacazette he, he's a pretty clean striker of the ball so as soon as he gets opportunities yeah I don't know who else you know as far as France I mean France are stacked this is not as 
you know, like from sort of Zidane's Jorgaev type days where they were stacked, right? It's not like that type of France team, but yeah. it probably is still the strongest team in the tournament. The one player I'm excited to watch, like, in this tournament in particular, is for Germany in particular, I'm, I'm excited to watch Canabri because he has scored, was it, 15 goals in like 19 starts for Germany. Something crazy, yeah. So, could he could be one of them players because the way he plays, he's kind of, he fills the role of, he just runs in from behind. He's almost like an invisible striker, comes in and he'll, he'll be at the end of a, like a cross. And I, I love that about him. And I love players that do that as well, where they play deep, but they come forward and bam. So, yeah, I, I think he could be one of the top players. In the, you know, he could be a very, very big player for the tournament. Yeah, so I was just, I'm just pulling up uh, France's team against Ukraine the other day. They were pretty poor by French standards, but... Yeah. Uh, what is it a 4-2-3-1 formation Hugo Loris Benjamin Pavard Raphael Varane Kim Beppe from PSG that's that's a weak link for me yeah uh, and then Lucas Hernandez from Bayern and then centre midfield Kante Rabiot from Juventus and Pape on the left Griezmann behind Giroud and Kingsley Coburn on the right so you know what this it is a good team but it's not, it's not again like I said team. the type of French team that we're used to seeing just check out the German team for a second, because uh, I'll, I'll be. Ex- I just want to just elaborate on some of the players they got, because they got some. Amazing. Right, so just looking at the team that played the other day against Iceland. So four three three formation: uh, Manuel Neuer in goal, central central defenders Ginter and Rudiger, left back surprisingly Emre Chan. You know that's that's a bit of a difference from like, you know, Philip Lahm, Andreas Bremer. Yeah, but it could. Then got this Klosterman on the right. I'm not sure who he plays for. Midfield is solid. Goretzka, Kimmich and Gundogan. Up front, they've got Kai Havertz. Serge Nabry's actually up front and Leroy Sané. That's a pretty scary front line. Yeah. Both, okay. yeah. Both teams you'd expect to at least get to the quarters of that, to the semis. Yeah. Powerful. And then I... Spain. I know Raz is a big sort of uh, Spain follower, but yeah. yeah, I'm not convinced with Spain. And I mean, you can't even beat Greece. Uh, when Morata up front, you can't win a tournament with Morata up front. No, I know. And Thiago's the captain, right? No, Thiago's not even in the team. Um, he played the last yeah. game as captain. Yeah, and I think Koke's the captain. And then obviously they've got Sergio Ramos, Eric Garcia in defence. They're playing Marcus Lorente is right back, which is crazy. He's a central midfielder. And for Antoine, now I'm not, I'm, I would not be worried about this Spain team. But you never know. In these tournaments, there's always a dark horse team that pops up. And I think Spain could be the dark horse. Who's the goalkeeper? The, the hey, yeah? Correct, yeah. Goalkeepers in these big tournaments make a big difference, you know. We've seen in over the years, you know. Uh, with the likes of Germany with Oliver Kahn and France as well. Who, who did that? Fabian Barthez. Yeah. Many years ago. Um, no, this might actually be quite an open Euro because, again, looking at the strength in depth, I mean, France, I mean, Belgium, you know what? I've got to look at Belgium. That's that's the team that everyone... Oh, Courtois in goal. 
top keeper. Yeah. Who's the Actually, next? Actually, I'm not going to look at the team, but one team I didn't mention, none of us mentioned, is Portugal. Yeah. Portugal. Portugal. That's a solid team. If if they could just, and they've always had this problem, right? They've never had that number nine. They've never had that proper number nine. So who's the number nine at the moment? Right now, it's Cristiano. And even that goal was disallowed the other day, man. That that was a joke. How do you not have VAR in? Sorry, not VAR. Even goal line technology. Goal line technology in these or VAR. Part. Nothing. They didn't have anything. It's a joke. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was pissed. Yeah. But your guy Diego Jota is looking good, really good. Mate, that guy's awesome. Yeah, the thing about Portugal is, I'm just looking at their group, man. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, they're in the group of death, right? Yeah, they're with France, Germany, and Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> That that is. You could see a big team get knocked out, mate. Yeah, but remember in the World Cup they were in the group of death as well, right? Yeah. And then Ronaldo scored that hat trick against Spain, was it? And I'm not yeah, sure the rules are going to be. I'm not sure if the, the strongest third team will, will get a bye. I'm not sure um, what the rules are this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be interesting. But England's group is not not so straightforward either. Who they got? Croatia, Czech Republic, and Scotland, Derby. Now I don't see um, England. Well, you never know with Scotland, but I think England can get through that one. They should be able to. They should be able to, but you've seen them go out in the first round before with a group. Scotland's Euro final is playing England. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Robertson and Tierney. That's Tierney what they're playing for, isn't it? Yeah, Robertson and Tierney. But it's, um, the thing is with England, I think Southgate needs to just manage their egos as well. We've always had an issue with England. When they all get together, there's a lot of like... Clicks. A lot of like clashes of... What do you call it? Club, uh, you know, club issues. You know, the Man United in the past has been Man United and Liverpool camps, and they've all just kind of like separated themselves. They need to be some sort of togetherness in England team, and they just need to play as they got to forget their clubs. You know, forget the fact that they play for Arsenal or Chelsea or Liverpool or whoever it is or Man United, Man City. They need to play as they're English, and if they can get that, I'm pretty sure we'll do a lot better because. That's what these German teams and these Spain teams have produced, that the togetherness to play as a team rather than individuals. And like I said, in previous tournaments in the past, when we had the likes of Gerard Scholes and all them guys playing together and Lampard, there was too much, too many different camps within the England team where the club rivalries was involved in the background. Southgate has eliminated that, but can he do that again? You could say the same for Spain, right? Spain had the same issue, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Yeah, but they managed to overcome it. Yeah. Vicente Del Bosque was the architect of getting rid of that stuff. He did that job. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably why Gareth has always sort of chosen like young teams and tried to choose players on form, etc. to to sort of avoid that sort of... um, Conflict. Yeah, yeah that, that, that conflict. That conflict. I mean... Um, you can see, it, it, for me, it seems like there's a lot of humble players within that squad already, so... Um, 
humble, but are they hungry? That's the question, right? That's what it comes down to. Hunger. Yeah. I, one thing I can say, right, from the England team, Harry Kane is hungry for goals, right? No doubt, he's hungry for goals. Raheem Sterling, I'll put him up there with, you know, as a hungry desire for, for success kind of player. So them two is fine. Uh, Just a side note about Sterling, I didn't mention it earlier. He's the most capped player by Pep Guardiola, meaning he's played more than Messi has for Guardiola. I didn't, I didn't know that, but I'm quite surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised at the fact that he's played more than Messi, but I'm not surprised that the amount of games he plays for Man City. He is so important. He's a everything that they do we all keep saying you know Kevin De Bruyne he shows a, he does a lot of stuff but you got to remember Kevin De Bruyne has to pass it to someone right yeah if you're not making the runs you're not getting the ball are you so what does Sterling do he's always in behind the defence and the guy has got pace to burn and he's actually developed a skill which I, I like as well that he he positions himself quite well for goals as well over the last few seasons, he's scoring a lot more goals. He's almost like an orthodox strike, like the way he, he's the false he, number nine. Yeah, the way he cuts in and drifts in on the shoulder. And that's why we haven't missed Aguero as much as we would have, and we mm. haven't. And Jesus not scoring many goals hasn't been an issue for Man City because Sterling. Now we need Sterling to do the same thing for England, England so that yeah. he can take the burden off Harry Kane. Harry Kane can't always be the one scoring goals. It's got to be out that's, that's what I was saying to Kevin earlier. It just seemed like, you know, you've got Calvert-Lewin as a backup and, and that's really it. And you know what, Kevin, I, I didn't mention him earlier and I think he'll get a chance because he's playing a lot more for Man United, uh, Mason Greenwood. Because he, he's a guy that, you know, he's got the pace and he's a shooter. Like, he will literally just shoot at any opportunity. Yeah, he's a and shooter. sometimes in these tight games, you need someone to take that chance. I was just... I mean, yeah, up, I'm not uh, sure if... I don't think he's going to get in front of trusts him after, Yeah, I'm not sure if Southgate fully trusts him, especially after him and Grealish got yeah. <laughs> a bit of mischief. Um, yeah, and, and you know what? I think I'm going to retract my comment about Belgium. So, I, you know, I said I wasn't going to look up the team, and I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Three four three essentially, or three four two one. Say, I mean, similar thing. Courtois in goal. Toby Alderweireld on the right side of defence, Vertonghen on the left, and Denaya. That defence is shaky. Denaya, in my opinion, shouldn't be in the Belgium national team. Uh, Castagna on the right, Nasser Chadli. Remember him on the left? Chadli is he still uh, still around? Yeah. Midfield, Tielmans. Yeah, I like him. Dendoka from Wolves, and up front, Lukaku, KDB, and Dries Mertens. But their bench looks very He's a bit so injured. Yeah, I guess he's injured, yeah. But even the bench, they've got like Trossard from Brighton, Jano Jaj, the Man United, so good whiz kid. Benteke, Batshuayi. Now, this, this Belgium team can't win that tournament. I'll say it now. I don't think they will. Not, That's what I was saying. Not with that squad. The England squad is better than the Belgium squad. Benz, you know, if Hazard turns up, Nah, he's he's the new Gareth Bale, man. It's something about going to Real Madrid and getting a big payday, and all of a sudden these guys are injured. Yeah. Right, Raz? You're right. Yeah, exactly. Because they're getting so much money, they're just like you know, 
Let's chill it out now. I'm wondering if Kevin De Bruyne is going to be the next guy that goes to Real Madrid and turns into a guy that just wants to golf. Let's be honest, Kevin De Bruyne does look like a Galactico. Let's be honest. He's that kind of player, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah. And this is a situation where Man, United, Man City will have to address maybe after the Euros. Hey, do we, if we get a bid, do we cash in? I don't see why not, mate. They're, they're building this guy, Phil Foden, up to be the next Kevin De Bruyne anyway, no? Yeah, Foden. I like Foden. I like Foden. I, I really like Foden. I mean, and the team is built around not De Bruyne. It's around Sterling anyway. That's what I see. And if they're bringing Haaland in, they're going to have to offload somewhere. But who knows? Tony Cruz is coming to his last days at um, Real. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Real just looks slow, man. I mean, you know, Casemiro looks slow. Modric, I mean, Modric has been slow. He's always been slow, right? Modric but, is but very intelligent in the sense that the lack of pace makes up for his decision making. He's in the mind, isn't he? He knows what he's doing up there. So, yeah. Uh, I, st- I you know what? Having a thought about it, England do have a chance, bruv. We can't rule them out. If they, Marcus Rashford, we haven't mentioned him either. Yeah, but from Rashford, he he, can't, he gets injured too much, right, Kev? But Rashford, yeah, inform Rashford yeah. is dangerous. With I, I think he can cause right, problems on, the, on on his day. But, on his um, day, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that you know with. As England fans, you know, you're just used to... You don't want to set your expectations too high. So I'd rather just say, we'll get out of our group and we might reach the semis. We'll be lucky to get to the semis. So, so just to be clear, you both of you are England fans. I just want to be sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll root for them in this one, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to root for them. I'm, I'm rooting for USA 2026 yeah. World Cup. <laughs> Yeah, this guy was born Obviously, in England. If Ghana was in it, then I'd be for them. Or, um... Who, Ghana? Yeah. Why Ghana? What am I missing here that I don't know about you? Oh, my grandfather. My grandfather. Oh, okay, got it. Cause... Oh. oh, fair enough. Because I know your, your family, well, most of your family's from Grenade, though, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. On the other side. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I don't, I don't think they'll ever qualify for World Cup in my lifetime. No. <laughs> if they do, you, you got to make that flight, man. you got to make that flight, mate. Tony um, Yaboa, remember him? Who? Tony Yaboa. Tony Yaboa. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, huh? Okay, yeah, Ghana, makes sense. He's got a great goal. Remember that goal? Leeds. For Leeds against okay. Liverpool. Yeah. I was so, so annoyed. But yeah, he deserved it. That was a great goal. There's a lot of, uh, we shouldn't talk about a World Cup, but I think you mentioned it last week, right? Raz, a lot of good American kids. They're saying that in the 2026 World Cup, they might be able to do something. I, I, you know what? America's like a sleeping giant. If I think the US team, obviously, with it being played in the US 2026, DC should be a whole city, so... If uh, I can reach out to a few folks, I'll get a Kevin, couple of tickets. We're getting yeah. a flight over. We're going to stay at his gaff. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and Bab's going to hook us up some tickets. He's got connections, from what I hear. Hey, man, stop exposing me, man. I'm going to get too many inquiries. <laughs> yeah, hit this guy up. Bab, Washington, D.C. You'll find him. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, 
2026, if they get to the quarterfinals, I think that's that's a good achievement for the US. Yeah, I mean, but like I said to you, Bavier, yeah, America, they've got the science, the technology, they've got a, a way of doing things, and I think if they're hosting it, they are going to be pushing for their team to be the winners. And I'm telling you now, and I know how to, you, you know, it's happened before with the, the other 1994 USA. They were pretty good then as well. They came out quite well that year as well and surprised a lot of people. Um, and I think that this time they'll do one better. Definitely. I wouldn't write them off. They're going to. World Cup, it's, it's, it seems like it's far away, but think, it's only about 18 months away, guys. But, but you know what, speaking of the World Cup and the Euros that we've just discussed, there's been a lot of, well actually it's been, not Euros, we've spoken about the Euros tournament, but it's been World Cup qualifiers, right, the last few days, but there's a lot of players trying to boycott you know, the Qatar World Cup, it's a bit too late, they should have done that 10 years ago, yeah. right, What's and I'm, maybe I'm missing the point here, but I don't see why like Joshua Kimmich and some of these other guys are walking around with the t-shirts like you do realize if you feel that strongly about that subject tell your national team coach i will not be going to the world cup next year and you should tell them now so then these coaches have time to plan for the replacements are they trying to boycott it or are they just trying to stop the atrocities that are happening towards i think it's something to do with the slave um slavery thing right well it's slave labor but unfortunately it, it goes on every on every continent this type of didn't it happen in South Africa? Labour's been going on. It happened in South Africa as well. Why is it that it's just it's it's, an, it's a problem now because you've got these, yeah. you know, Arab oligarchs or whatever you like to call them funding it. So now it's a problem all of a sudden. But it wasn't a problem. What, what, what do you think, Kevin? I mean, you know, you've probably you can see it probably a little more neutrally than us. Um. Should they be boy? Yeah, they feel that strongly about it. They should sit it out, right? Yeah. They feel that strongly about it, then, then, yeah, you got the power, it's up to you. If you feel strongly about something, then you shouldn't, you should just say, look, I'm not going to be involved in this. Simple as that. But yeah, I, I don't think we've ever seen, obviously, we've had people in the past like Muhammad Ali refusing to go to the to, to go to Vietnam and you know it's been a long time since we've had any sort of um, someone stand up for their rights in sport yeah well we, we had the situation here last year and again I'm not sure how much you guys have looked in but Brianna Taylor who was obviously yeah. murdered by the police so the NBA I think it was the Lakers Lakers or Milwaukee Bucks or a lot of teams that hold because you know with the NBA it's literally Every two, three days there's a, there's a game that they play. So I think for that four or five days or basically two game week period, all the teams sat out. That's good. And that was pretty powerful. But again, are they going to do it for the whole season? Unlikely. Are these players going to do it for the World Cup? The whole World Cup? Unlikely. Maybe they sit out the group games. We don't know. And it, it's, it's uh, you know, you really don't want to be a manager, you know, say, thinking that, okay, I've got this one particular player let's say Jack Grealish as an example, right? And he's my only flair player in the team and he might turn around and say, you know what, boss? I don't want to play these first three games. I'll play later in the tournament because I want to protest or, you know, boycott the movement per se. It's it's a very 
an easy situation to be in if you're a manager of you know a talent yeah, like that's, that's the thing money money talks you know um, exactly as soon as the sponsors start seeing that oh this player Jack Grealish isn't going to be playing like then the sponsors going to get twitchy and they're going to start putting pressure yeah. on and that's how change happens you know Exactly, but on the flip side, on the flip side, some of the bigger sponsors, like you know, traditionally you see McDonald's and uh, Siemens and so on and so forth. If they start pulling out, then what? Then the changes definitely have to be made. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. McDonald's is big pull power for any. That's a big sponsor to lose. You know. Um, you know Nike, Adidas. If they yep. if they pull out, football's in trouble. Let's be honest. Or a big a big one would be one of their like broadcasting networks. If they were to turn around in protest and say we're not going to broadcast any of the games, all of a sudden things definitely change. Mm. And I'm surprised why. If it is, you know. I'm not saying it's not a big deal. I think it is a big deal, and I think something should have been done about it. A couple of years ago, to be honest. Ten years ago, dude. Yeah. Well, why are we doing it now? I mean... Because they got awarded it a decade ago. Let's not forget. Exactly, yeah. Seems like yesterday. So, so, so with time going along, you would think that some of these issues that are there, obviously the issues are not going to be wiped out overnight, but they would slowly, bit by bit, dilute these issues down, right? What they did, <laughs> they put a blanket over it to cover it. And it just carried on happening anyway. That's what they did. Exactly. This came up when the Qatar was awarded. If you remember, there was a big hoo-ha about it then. All of a sudden, yeah. it got a blanket cover over it. And now we're 18 months away. And it's now the players are starting to protest. Why didn't the players protest then? Why didn't This is the problem, man. It, it's because, in a weird way, it's like these players are just looking for... Looking out for themselves. In a, it is wrong. I'm not saying that, but I think there's a lot of selfishness with a lot of these players, because nowadays I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term clout. Clout is a term that's used here in America, but it's such a bad currency. Like people will do anything for clout. Yeah. And I feel like some of these players are doing that. They've got. They've basically what it is. They've got this social media and all of that and they're using that platform to voice their opinions which is fine but it's also for them to gain publicity that's what it is and, exactly and it's, it's frightening why why you would do that but i mean if hey if they can make a difference go for it i ain't got a problem with that yeah so thierry Henry uh deactivated his social i think gareth bale's heading that direction yeah gareth bale. well gareth bale said he he's not going to do it if he's the only one doing it he, yeah. he, so I, I, don't, I don't think these guys are going to do it because if you're like Messi or Ronaldo, you make your money on, you know, your sponsorship Absolutely. deals, right? Yeah. Like Ronaldo gets literally a million dollars for every single post, and he's like one of the highly marketable players. You know, he's got deals with Target, and literally twenty-five different companies. Yeah. Luxury brands. So I, I don't see it happening, but. It would be a powerful way to send a message. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm a little bit surprised that Messi and Ronaldo have kept themselves clear from that. They're the, they're the biggest. They're the two of the most powerful players in the league. 
In, I mean, in, in world football, sorry. In world sport. World sport, yeah, let's be honest. Highest earners, I think, or one of the highest earners. So why they haven't done it, if they did said something or made it a bit of a issue about it 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been at this situation right now. Go back to Gareth Bale, do you think? Because you've got to think, right? Not These guys, they're not as incompetent as they come across. Sometimes it's their agents that are manipulating them. Remember a couple of weeks ago, you know, he put up that post and then he was like, oh, I feel great. And then I don't know why I'm not getting played and so on and so forth. Is this him? And he just said openly, I'm going back to Madrid, right? Yeah. Is he trying to go back to Madrid for a couple of weeks to then engineer something elsewhere? You don't know. You just don't know. Obviously, there's going to be agent. His agent's probably telling him to do this. He's he's not going to post something without his agent's consent. Let me tell you this now. Agents are bloody powerful people, as yeah. you know. Um, and this is this is going to be quite interesting what happens with Gareth Bell because I don't think obviously he's going back to Real Madrid that's a fact but I don't think they want him there so he's got to go somewhere else where could he go he's closed the door for the Premiership right now if he's gone to that's four hundred thousand a week <laughs> if he goes back to Real Madrid no I thought isn't he on six hundred thousand well yeah six hundred euros right so I guess you did the conversion all right let's just say half a million. Yeah. In whatever currency, right? <laughs> so that's the last thing he wanted. How many years has he got left on his contract? This is it. He's in his last season, I think. Or two, two, two years, maybe. So if he's got two years of earning that money and he knows, what, how old is he? He's in his Not early far. 30s, right? Yeah. I, honestly, for me, he, he's done. No team is touching him. No team's touching him. And I think he knows that, so he's just thinking, let me just go back to Real Madrid, I'll just sit out my contract. <laughs> he's just going to go and them, man. Yeah, why, why, why would you take a pay cut? You can't blame him. No, I, I don't blame him. They were stupid enough to sign him in the first place, but mm. hey, yeah. for that sort of money, I, I don't think... At least for every athlete, when they hit like that 28, 30 range, right, they know that's their last contract, so of course they want to cash out. Yeah. I, I don't blame them. Like I said before, all of us, if we have an opportunity to earn... 20, 30, 40% elsewhere, we're going to seriously entertain the offer. Yeah. And honestly, it would be foolish not to take that money at that point because that money can be life-changing. But for yeah. him, it definitely was because he's bloody enjoyed his life in Spain, that's for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being in Madrid playing golf every day. It'd be all right. Golf every day, the sun hitting you on a daily basis. But yeah, guys, it's been, it's been a great, great conversation again um, anything you'd like to add Kevin before we sign off today yeah predictions for um, Arsenal Liverpool I'm gonna say oh, you knew, I knew you were gonna bring this conversation back I'm gonna put my neck on the line I'm gonna say 2-1 Arsenal um, gonna be a bit bold but it's probably gonna come back to bite me but yeah. well, you guys Bab gone I'll let you go. 3 to Arsenal. Wow. I'm going for a modest 0-0. Nil, nil. Nil, Liverpool nil. can't okay. score. Let's be honest, we're struggling to score. And I think mm. you guys... <laughs> I'm just stuck here. I think, yeah, you guys are... You guys are going to not score either. Because Lacazette... Is he really? No. I think it's a no-no. Dead on. We'll see you next week. We'll see.
We'll see, definitely. It's going to be a a weird podcast if that's the case, because my team versus your team, and you two, you two are a gang, and I'm on my own. So I've got the fans on my side, as you know. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But guys, it's been a pleasure having you on. Sorry for all the technical difficulties that we've had today. Uh, I'm going to be getting some sort of compensation from my uh, internet providers, that's for sure. But on that note, guys. See you later. Thank you very much, guys, for being online with us. It's been a pleasure having you guys on again. Sorry for all the technical difficulties we had. Uh, um, but, yeah, hopefully we won't have this issue again. Thank you. And have a great weekend, guys, and a great week. And I'll speak to you again on the next podcast next week. Have a great, have a great week.